0: You are welcome, you are welcome, God bless you all for joining us this evening at our midweek service, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. This is the day that the Lord has made, we shall rejoice and be glad in it, glory to God. Mama B, you are welcome, God bless you for joining us this evening, hallelujah glory to god glory to god hallelujah that was selling up what thing with alpha and omega glory to god you are all welcome this evening agnes you are welcome glory to god pastor michael johnson you are welcome god bless you for joining us hallelujah miriam god bless you you are welcome god bless you for joining us this evening Adelaide Malone, God bless you. God bless you for joining us. We appreciate every one of you for joining us this evening, wherever you're watching from. God bless you. We give God the glory and we give Him all the praise. As usual, we'd like to encourage us to start sharing, start sharing, and invite as many people that you know to join us in this midweek teaching service. Glory to God. All oh, this quote I came across that. Um, Exercising on Sunday morning alone does not keep us fit throughout the week or eating just on Sunday morning does not keep us fit and healthy throughout the week. The daily exercises and daily eating, both spiritual and physical. So it's good to have you all on board. So invite as many people that you know to join us. Glory to God this evening. So share this on your timeline. Share this on your timeline and then share this everywhere. Glory to God. Share it to your friends and invite them to join us in our teaching series. We are still teaching on what separates members from disciples. Odufukai, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us. Hallelujah. Why is this subject very important? Because Bible says this earth is waiting for the manifestation of sons. This earth is waiting for the manifestation of sons. There are certain responsibilities you don't hand over to babies. There are certain responsibilities you don't hand over to children. There are even certain responsibilities you don't hand over to teenagers. You only hand over to the mature, to those who are grown up and those who are responsible. Responsible. I believe that we are all aware that age does not necessarily mean very responsible um or manhood or womanhood is growing into maturity so when you read galatians chapter 4 he says and here as long as he's a child different nothing from a servant but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed that time appointed is when he can be handed over certain responsibilities and when we've looked over the past few weeks as a recap that In every church, in every ministry, there are the worshippers, and then there are the members, and then there are the service, learners, workers, followers, disciples, and then sons. So you notice there's a difference. So your position, your capacity that you built determines the responsibilities that are handed over to you and that also increases your rewards. <clears throat> That's why <clears throat> we must all graduate from members to disciples or followers <clears throat> or sons. Sons inherit. Mem- Worshippers are led in worship. Members are fed. Learners <throat> are taught to serve. Workers are trained to work, but Bible says, "Go make disciples. Disciples are followers of the teachings of Jesus, and they represent Him. <clears throat> and then you grow in a disciple, a follower, and grow into a son. So we've been looking at those differentiations over the past. We're going to continue from there. Because we to, what is happening around the globe? This earth is waiting for the manifestation of sons, manifestation of sons, manifestation of sons. They are generalized uh, responsibilities that God gives to people, but then they are specialized responsibilities that are given to those who are specialized, like in medicine, they are the general practitioner. And then you have those who go ahead and specialize in a particular field, whether gynecology or dentistry or, or whatever. <clears throat> Even as lawyers, solicitors, they are, lawyers do not major in on everything, learn everything, but then begin to specialize in either immigration or other, other particular specific fields. So you become specialized there. It's the same with the body of Christ, everything the same in the book, you have to become specialized. So we have to move from just being members of a church to become specialized, to become disciples. You know, you know your stuff. You can say with Paul, I am set for the defense of the gospel that I preach. (laughs) Glory to God. So Romans chapter 8, verse 19 says, For the earnest expectation of the creature Waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. So the earnest expectation of the creature, this earth, this earth is waiting, waiting, just waiting, waiting for the manifestation of sons. Those who grow up and inherit and take responsibility. So we're moving from just being members Two, seven leaders. Now I, I said uh, humorously the other day, Mama Helen, God bless you. You are welcome. I said humorously, can you imagine when I got saved years ago and I just stayed, stayed right there as a member? 42 books will not be in existence. Four training manuals will not be in existence by the grace of God and through hard work and wise work and things that God is using us to do across Our nation and the nations of the earth will not be in manifestation if I just remained as a member, a member of a church. So, the the higher you go in taking responsibility and developing capacity is what determines the various responsibilities that we are given. I believe that everyone on this platform wants to do great things for God and wants to be a major voice in your marketplace, in your field, your profession, your career and it comes by moving, moving, moving. I would like to use the word, graduate, graduate. Can you imagine somebody who enters university (laughs) and stays right there in the first year, doesn't go anywhere to the second year, to the third year, to the fourth year, but stays right in the first year. There's not graduates when his fellow mates have graduated. That's what happens to certain people when they choose to just remain as members, not serving in any capacity, not using their gift, they are just members, just warming the chairs, not doing anything significant, not joining a service group, not joining a service group, not joining any department, not using their gift. Our Bible says a man's gift shall make room for him and bring him before greatness. So I encourage everyone on this platform, if you are watching from any church that you're in or from our ministry in House of Judah, I encourage you to move from just being a member doing something that thing that you're doing also you must do it joyfully 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 because god loves a joyful giver so number one today let's continue we're looking at what separates members from disciples or what i call servant leaders servant leaders leadership is not about controlling leadership is about service you notice god says to moses Tell my people, tell Mo, tell Pharaoh, let my people go, that they may serve me. So, the reason we were saved is to serve. The reason you are employed is to serve. You see, so Father that we try to relate these things with the world. In the world, you go to work, they pay you for service. Same with the kingdom. You were saved to serve. You and I were saved to serve. What am I doing now? Having length and sat down, prepared and everything... To serve, to serve. Every time we come on this platform, whether myself or my pastors or anyone we bring on our platform, we are there to serve, to serve, to serve, to serve. Someone sent me a message there on Facebook. says, Bishop, keep encouraging me. I a Bishop, I was a bishop. Keep encouraging me. So the messages we've been sending in the morning to everyone that is on our platform. What is all that about? Service, service. We're trained to serve. We're trained to serve. We're trained to serve. We're trained to serve. Martin Luther King said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? What are you doing? I find great joy in service, whether at home or serving my family or serving the church or serving or preaching or writing or it's all about service. Martin Luther King said, Jr. said, life's most persistent, most persistent and urgent question that we must all be asking is what are you doing for others? What are you doing for others? I sent this to Pastor daily Witness, as a sense of humor. I said what are we doing for others? Then he sent me a message. I said what are they also doing for us? <laughs> so, the whole idea is everybody must be doing things for others and there must be a reciprocation as your church is blessing you, as your pastor is blessing you, as your pastor is teaching you, you are encouraged by the services that you come to, whether online or in the actual service, you must reciprocate. You are being trained. Ephesians 4 tells us to, uh, that we are called to train leaders to do the work of ministry. Jesus sent the disciples two by two to go into the world to serve. So, basically, our calling is to serve. When you go to work you go there to serve there. To go there to add value is the same in the kingdom. Life's most persistent and urgent question is: What are you doing for others? And as things have been done for you, you must also do things for others. As things have been done for you, you must also use your gift to do things for others. nanapoku you are welcome. Abena, you are welcome. God bless you. They are not just. To warm the pews, we must use our gifts and talents to serve. Um, there was this video that we sent on some of the platforms yesterday about a pastor who was keeping it real. If you are in House of Judah, please go on the House of Judah platform after this session whilst you're having your meal and watch that video, 20 minute video of a pastor who was relating how he felt about situations, how he's tired in ministry and majority of the Reason why he's tired is that he's not getting the reciprocation. Always been there for the people, always been there for the congregation, but they are not some of them, half of them are not serving, half of them are not tithing, half of them are not giving, half of them are not doing anything. They just come, you know. Yeah, he described the church as full of three kinds of people, people who help lift the burden, and people who are the burdens, and people who are just there (laughs) not doing anything. And he was just describing how tired, and it's been statistically proven that there are a lot of pastors who are very tired. Very, very, very tired, simply because they're burdened, you know. And this is not a 21st century issue. This is not a 21st century issue during the days of Moses. Moses came to a place where he said to God, kill me. (laughs) He said, kill so." It's not an expression of weakness if pastors are saying I'm tired and I, I need a break and all that kind. It's not an expression of weakness. It's keeping it real, like Mama B says. It's keeping it real. Moses from the right there from the beginning. Moses right there from the beginning. Three million congregations. and he got to a place that these people were not cooperating with Moses. Read the book of Exodus. They were not cooperating with him. So God says, appoint seventy elders. Jude Jethro came and gave a counsel. said, appoint seventy elders. Who will bear the burden with you? Ministry is a burden. Helping people is a burden. Saving people and keeping people in the faith is a burden. And that's why God surrounds leaders with people and they're supposed to help him lift the burden and bear the burden of ministry, bear the burden of ministry. It's not supposed to be one-sided. In, in every church, there's a message to the whole entire body of Christ. Evolving butterflies, you're welcome. This is this is a message to the entire body of Christ. Mama Tina Kofi, God bless you. It was nice seeing you in church on Sunday. God bless you for joining us once again. Look forward to seeing you again in church. God bless you. Thank you for showing up online with us, sister. Uh Mama Tina, Brother Aaron's mother. God bless you. So, ladies and gentlemen, so this gentleman, this pastor was really airing out his um, um his frustrations and all that. What's all this about? Is in line with what we said, um, Martin Luther King said, he said life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others? What are you doing for others? Every one of us is supposed to bear the burden of ministry. It should not be left just to the pastors. They should not be left to just associate pastors. It should not be left to just a few faithful, loyal, dedicated people Who are multitasking, 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 having to be every single, every, everywhere, ladies and gentlemen? It's time to bear the burdens of your church and the burdens of ministry with your pastor. Find something to do in your church and be faithful and be consistent at it. Don't come to church one Sunday and the following Sunday you are not there. Who fills that gap? It's very important. That's why we must move from members to. Servant leaders, disciples, disciples, taking responsibility, taking responsibility. Very, very important. So, the first point for today is members who choose to stay just as members without growing, maturing, graduating into disciples, into servant leaders. Remember that word. I'm using that for a reason. Servant leaders. We're not supposed to become just leaders in title or ministers in title. We are supposed to become servant leader. A disciple is a servant leader. It's a, when you say minister, it's not in title, it's in function. Ministry. Another word for minister is server. Server. A pastor is a shepherd, a server. A minister is a server. So, we're not supposed to walk around with titles. Pastor, leaders, leader, deacon, or. We're supposed to be serving. That is what this earth is waiting for. The manifestation of servant leaders, disciples. So uh, today, the first difference between members and disciples is members who choose to just remain members are me minded, are me minded, whereas disciples are others-minded, others-minded, others-minded. Let's not make pastors in our churches across the nations. Like I said, across the nations, to the extent that Um, So, God had to um, anoint 70 others to stand with Moses, to pastor 3 million people. Then when Jesus also came into ministry, he went to the mountain to pray. First thing, to choose 12 disciples to bear the burdens of ministry, to stand with him in ministry, to stand with him in ministry. Bishop George Obari, God bless you, sir, for joining us. Bishop George, you are welcome on Instagram. God chose 70, appointed 70 elders, took the spirit from Moses and put it on them to bear the burden so that the weight is not just on Moses. The weight should not only rest on the pastors or the leaders. Jesus chose 12 disciples, 12 disciples, 12 disciples to stand with him right from the beginning of the ministry. We shouldn't have the story of what I put on on, on, on WhatsApp it and all, it's, it's all over the place. Where the pastor was opening his heart. And it's important that every platform that we put it on, House of Judah members, oh, listen to that. Uh, watch that clip. Deliberately go out of your way and watch that clip this evening. Everyone, watch that clip. It's on my home, it's on my Facebook homepage, it's on my Twitter homepage, it's on the Instagram page. Watch it, it's on the ministers platform page. Go and watch it. The burden has been left to pastors alone to bear that. It's an error. Every growing church has lay members who are taking the burdens of ministry and God is blessing them. And the next person for God to bless is you. The next person whose wasted years are to be restored is through, is you. And that comes through many things and through service, service. That's why we're encouraging you to join us this Sunday, every Sunday, this month is restoration. One of the keys to restoration is service. Pray <laughs> to God. So what's the difference between members and disciples? Joanne St. John. God bless you, Sister Joanne St. John from Trinidad, I believe it is. God bless you, Sister Joanne St. John. God bless you for joining us. So members who choose to stay just as members without going mature and graduating into disciples, Uh, Are me-minded. It's all, there are people in churches who are just me-minded, me-minded. Everything has to be about me. But those who mature into disciples are others-minded. Remember this, that when God raises you, don't raise your standard of living alone. You know, when God blesses you, He blesses you for a reason. Why does God bless? He blesses us to be a blessing. When God blesses you, when God raises you, don't just raise your standard of living alone. Raise your standard of giving. Raise your standard of service. Raise your tithing. Raise your giving. Raise your, your 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 every time God blesses you, increases you, increase your giving, increase your service, increase your church attendance, increase your prayer for others, for your church. Every time God raises you, raise the bar, raise the bar in serving, in serving. So you keep going higher. If you stop somewhere along the line, you are stopping the cycle and the flow of your bless, your own blessing when God teaches me something new, most of the things I'm teaching here the notes I prepared are amplified from the old today See, as he blesses you, you are getting better and better and better. never decrease your service or your giving. never decrease your giving, never decrease your tithing, never decrease your zeal, never decrease your Anytime you're decreasing things you must do for God When God raises you, you are decreasing So what you sow is what you reap So when God raises you When God raises you Don't raise your standard of living only Because as God blesses you Your standard of living will go high But don't just focus on raising your standard of living By buying a new car or new clothes alone Raise your standard of giving too Raise your standard of service Raise your standard of church attendance. It should motivate you to get to church earlier. It should motivate you to to create new departments in the church to serve in. It should motivate you to raise other disciples, to train other people in your department to do what you are doing, to make yourself increasingly unnecessary in that department so you can move on to other things like missions, like missions, like missions like not just staying within the four walls, but going out on missions. This is a year of missions. We must step out of our doors, step out of our houses, step out of our churches, step out, come back, get refilled, and then go out there on a weekly basis at the weekend, going into other nations with your pastor. Get ready for missions. Get ready for missions. Get ready for missions, beginning with local missions, And then stepping out of the country to go and use the things that you have. You go there and see how God is using you. How much of a blessing you are to other nations. You come back revived. You're going out there with the clothes that you do not wear anymore. To give out to missions. Go on the mission field. Go and see what is happening elsewhere. Glory to God. Never decrease your giving. Never decrease your service. Never decrease your tithing. Never decrease your church attendance. Never decrease the hours of praying. No, when God raises you, don't only raise your standard of living, raise your standard of giving, generosity, value adding to others, including the people and the places that helped you to become who you have become. Never forget the place that made you who you are. Never forget the place that helped you to become who you are right now. Never forget the people who gave you the foundation for where you are now. Never forget. That's why even God said, don't forget. Don't forget. It is me who gave you the power to get well. Glory to God. When you are blessed, make sure you bless who blessed you and the place that blessed you. Remember, you don't stop tithing. You don't stop giving. You don't reduce your tithing. You're giving your church attendance when God blesses you. No, you rather increase. You don't stop doing what took you higher or brought you where you are. You keep doing it and increasing the tempo to keep scaling higher heights and making more impact. Look, even if in the world, Apple, Microsoft, uh, uh, Amazon Prime, Jeff Bezos, uh Uh, Elon Musk, all these people as they are going higher, they are pouring more and going higher and higher. Less, there are things we must learn from the world in addition to everything that we learn from the scriptures. The world is always making progress. New inventions, that's the same thing that must happen to us. Don't stop doing what took you higher or brought you where you are. You must keep doing it and increasing the tempo to keep scaling higher heights and to make more impact, more impact. And remember this, whenever you receive a harvest from your crops or investments, like a wise farmer with a futuristic generational mindset, always separate the seed from the fruit. Every time, every time God blesses you, separate the seed from the fruit. Separate the seed from the fruit. Separate the seed from the fruit. Whenever God blesses you, like a wise generational farmer, you separate the seed. A farmer does not eat all the fruits that come in during harvest time. <laughs> he separates the seed from the fruit, so he'll keep planting more seeds from the fruits that he's got, in order that he will have a harvest during harvest time separate the seed from the fruit. When God blesses you, don't eat both the seed and the fruit. Don't change your lifestyle outright. Separate the seed from the fruit so you can invest part of the seed for your harvest tomorrow. It's the same. When God blesses you, don't move from the church. (laughs) Don't decrease your time. Don't decrease your offering. Bible says, bring ye the tithe into the storehouse. Your tithe goes to the church that blesses you, teaches you, pastors you, counsels you, prays for you. Your tithe goes to your local church, your local church. You put it in the local church. Glory to God. He said, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that they may meet in my house and prove me now if I don't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. So, your tithe, when God blesses you, remember, wise farmer, be a wise farmer, be a wise farmer, separate the seed, separate the tithe from your salary, separate the offerings, appreciation offerings to God from your salary, and bring it to God's house where you are pasted and fed to secure your future, not my future, your future, to secure your harvest, your tithe and your offering is like your spiritual insurance, life assurance, life insurance policy for your life. So when God blesses you, bring the tithe and the offering into their storehouse. Because if their storehouse, that means the church that you are pastored, the church that you are counseled, cared for, the church where you say, to keep that place. I mean, if everybody gets their tithe and they decide to do this or that with the tithe, What happens to the place where they are and they are feeding from? Who gets their salary and goes to pay somebody else's rent without paying their personal rent? They pay their personal rent first and probably help somebody else. So your tithe must be brought to God said there, there, there. Not air, there. The storehouse where you are fed. So like a wise farmer with a futuristic generational mindset, always separate the seed from the fruits, for sowing again, as to have more harvest tomorrow for your personal life. These are the mentalities of disciples. Other than that, they are just members, and God cannot entrust members who just remain members with just uh, with greater responsibility. So let's move on. Hallelujah. I trust you got that very important, very, very important, very, very important, very, very important. Bring ye the whole tithe, Malachi three verse ten. Bring the whole tithe into their storehouse. He used the word the. It isn't a uh, the. That means there's a particular place, the church, the church you are pastored in, the church. Bring the tithe. The whole and listen to what he says. Bring the whole, the whole. That's gross. The whole, the whole, ten percent. <laughs> you don't put half somewhere and then half somewhere else. Listen to the Bible. New International Version. Bring the whole tithe. Remember Wednesdays are teaching services. Teaching establishes teaching brings understanding. Teaching teaching removes confusion. Teaching brings clarity. Bring the whole tithe into Malachi 3 verse 10. Just in case you want to know where this man is coming from, or where we are quoting this from. Bring the whole tithe into this storehouse. That's the church where you are based where you are fed, where you are pastor, where you are counseled, where you are cared for, where you receive texts and messages to encourage you and to teach you and to keep you on track. Bring the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, spiritual food, provision, care in the house, the church. Then he says, and when you bring your tithe, test me. Test me in this, Pastor Michael Johnson was giving me a testimony Uh, last week about something God told him to do with um, with, about his tithe. And there were some situations that he needed God to intervene in. And the moment he did that, the reports that they got back, you can only tell this is the finger of God. Now when he was giving his tithe, he used the next verse there. He says, text me in this. The King James says, prove me now. When you tithe, prove God. Things around you are not going the way they should. But anytime you tithe, God said, tie bring it to my storehouse, into my church, into my church. And he said, prove me now. Test me, the NIV says, test me in this. When you tithe, test me. He said, test me in this. So he proved God. He tested God by paying his tithe. And see, God said, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing. Did you read what I just read? New International Version, test me in this, prove me when you tithe and bring it to God's storehouse, your, the church where you are pastored, not anywhere else. The church where you are pastored, he said, test me in this and see if I will not throw open. Look at what God will throw open compared with the little that we have, floodgates, floodgates. Floodgates of heaven. And I'll pour out, watch the next slide, so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it or accommodate it. Do you read what I just read? Malachi 3, listen. This thing works. Those who are members, who stay members, doubt scriptures like this. We have been tithing since 1989. 1989. 1989. That's before some of us were born. 1989. The tithe is our major secret. Tithing into our church. From 1989. 1989. Before House of Judah started. 1989. There is a source from which our blessing comes. Humans are just channels that God uses, but God is our source. The whole time. He said the whole time. You pay, you are giving thousand pounds as your salary. 100 pounds belongs to God. Don't look at the net. Tithe gross. If you want gross, bless it. Gross, bless it. Tithe gross. He said, bring the whole tithe. That's what he said. If you tithe net, you receive net. If you tithe gross, you receive gross. So you choose. You choose. God is nobody supervising. Nobody's looking. What do you want? The tithe, what? He said, the tithe, the whole, not the parts. The whole, not the parts. I believe you are getting something out of this. I've been practicing this since 1989. So exciting to type, no matter what. I'm paid or I'm not paid. I still type. That's, 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 we are enigmas. We are enigmas. There was a time for about a couple of months, I was not paid. Years ago, when salary was not being paid in the church in which I passed up, nothing was happening. Can you imagine tithing when you're not being paid? Because you set up direct debit. So I was tithing and I was giving even though I was not being paid. How is that possible? You come to a place where you cannot be. So how do you tithe when you have not been paid? No, no. Some of us, you cannot explain us because you cannot explain the scriptures. You cannot explain the script. God's word works. Hurry <laughs> to God. So ladies and gentlemen, is the whole. Everybody say the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole, not the part. I'm talking to disciples. I'm talking to disciples. I'm talking to disciples. I'm talking to servant leaders. I'm talking to disciples. I'm not talking to members. I'm, and if I'm talking to members, I am challenging them to move higher. Ladies and gentlemen, the tide works. The tide works. The tide works. The tide works. When you receive your husband, separate the seed from the fruit. The only place you are allowed to test God is with your tithe. He said, test me. Prove me now. <laughs> if I don't open the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing. I love it. Such blessing. When you see people who are consistent tithes, they are blessed because they obey the scriptures, bring the tithe into the storehouse that there will be meat and sure that there is meat provision in God's house, and God will ensure there's meat in your house, in your career, in your profession, in your family, in whatever you lay your hands to do. Very, very important. The only place you're allowed to test God is with your tithe. So bring your tithe, and you look to God and say, Father, you said, prove me. I know this is not enough, especially with news that is coming all over the place about what is happening in Ukraine and Russia, oil prices, prices going high. Diesel prices going high because now the U.S. and the European countries and Great Britain have decided we are not going to take a, a Russian or not going to buy a Russian uh, oil or gas from Russia anymore. All these things that are happening, so things are getting tightened up. Ladies and gentlemen, this has already been prophesied. This is not news. This is not news. It's been prophesied. It the earths are burned like an oven. And he says in the last days, Malachi, Malachi says in the last days, I would distinguish between those who serve me and those who do not serve me. So this that you are hearing on the news about gas prices going high, energy prices going high, and food shortage and all these things, this is not news. Some of us who are believers, who have graduated from members into into servants and disciples and sons and daughters of God, from the scripture we are not surprised about what we are hearing at all. Because we have said this before, in Egypt, there will be farming in Egypt, But in Goshen, in the same Egypt, there will be a separation between those who are members and those who are disciples. Disciples are tithing, they are giving, they are serving, they are engaged in activity in church, fully joyful, punctual, actively, proactively involved. Gas prices go high or gas prices go down. It doesn't matter at all to some of us because in the midst of it, God is going to distinguish us, distinguish between us and those who will be suffering. Because of our tithing, our service, our church attendance, our soul winning, our inviting, our sharing, our increasing our churches, our bearing the burdens of our churches. These are the differences between members and disciples of Christ. So it's not news at all. <laughs> Nothing to be worried about. We are in our month of restoration. He said, I will restore to you the years that the locusts has eaten." Those who are tithed, those who are given, those who are served, those who have a zeal to serve God, I will be separated and distinguished. Distinguished, distinguished. Your service record, your tithing record, your giving record, your engagement record is what will distinguish you. Listen, things are going to get harder. This is not this is not uh, gloom and doom. It's in the scriptures. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Everything that is happening in Ukraine, Russia, all these things, they are all there in the Scriptures. We need to get back to the Word of God. God knows them that are His. God knows them that are His. God knows them that are His. And He will continue to supply all our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ. This is the time of Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God. Members seek first their interest. Disciples seek first the interest of the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this that's why some of us are excited. You will never catch us depressed. We will not show depressed. All of us face the same challenges everybody is facing, but we, you will never catch us discouraged or going down. Never. We'll be going up in the midst of the temple, Don't miss the month of May, where I'm teaching the whole month. Or teaching financial principles, trade secrets, business principles, success principles. And one of the things we'll be looking at is how to enjoy prosperity in a time of austerity. How to enjoy prosperity in a time of austerity. Our governments instituted austerity measures because of the difficulties in the economy, interest rates, inflation, everything, but you can experience prosperity in the midst of austerity. Prosperity in the midst of austerity. How is that possible? Come through serving. Come through tithing. Come through seeking first the kingdom of God. Come through sharing your church's uh, flyers, your church's messages, winning souls, inviting people with zeal and joy to the house of God, caring for others, 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 bringing others into God's house, So that the difficulties that they are facing out there, they can find reprieve. They can find reprieve. They can find the house of God as a place of refuge. There is a place of refuge from everything that is going on out there. It is in the house of God. It is in the house of God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get serious with our God, with service, with tithing, with giving, with church attendance, with everything that is happening. Ladies and gentlemen. You determine what becomes of you. You determine your prosperity. You determine your pro- In a time of austerity, you can be prosperous. I'm telling you, God's word cannot lie. God's word cannot lie. That's why everybody under the sound of my voice, you must move from just a member to become a disciple and a disciple of disciples, a discipler of disciples sharing the messages that I you in your church to motivate people who have no hope and are wondering what on earth is going on here. Now it's been statistically proven that many people are now on food banks, are now going to food banks, going, uh, I mean, things that are happening all over. And now we have this uh, Ukraine issue where uh Ukrainians will be received into different countries, Romania, Poland, UK, etc. Ladies and gentlemen, the key, the key, the key is Christ. There is safety in the house of God. <laughs> there is safety in the house of God. This is not a time to look down. This is not a time to look at what is in your bank account and decide, okay, you know, things are going down. And so, you know, uh, uh, I need to make some adjustments. No, 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 no. You need to make adjustments in your mindset with the scriptures. The word of God has not failed me once you want to know whether we have challenges or not? You ask God whether we have challenges. Pastor says challenges every single day. But our hope, the song I sang on Sunday, my hope is built on nothing else but Jesus' blood and His righteousness. Glory to God. All of Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Oh, all other ground is sinking Sad, Ladies and gentlemen, time to build up your faith. Members walk by circumstances. Disciples walk by faith. You walk by what the word of God is saying. No matter what is happening, your attitude must be Romans eight thirty five to 39. There must be nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, we have people who, who are going through all kinds of situations, but they have faith. They are holding on to their faith. The only thing that can keep us is our faith. Full throttle. Glory to God. I like that. Full throttle, full throttle, full throttle, full throttle, full throttle. Glory to God. Set your tithe and your offering on standing on that direct debit and every time you receive an increase, increase it. Don't eat the seed with the fruit to secure your own harvest. These are the attitudes of disciples as compared to those who just remain members. Glory to God. I believe that you have been blessed. Faith is the key. Faith. I believe that when we finish this series, we're going to move on to walking by faith. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Walking by faith simply means what God says, I believe it, it settles it. That's the way I walk. What he says, whether things around me are not working or they are working, I will walk by the word of God. That is the only way we can overcome in this wicked, challenging world. Walk by faith. Walk by the word. Simply means walk when you hear what the word says. Walk by it. Don't miss this Sunday. Glory to God where well, I'll be tag teaming with my biological son, Pastor Michael Jr. And we'll be teaching on laying, giving you the right foundation for restoring your wasted years in your finances, in your health, in your profession, in your relationships, in your marriage, in every area of your life. Don't miss this. We're going to inoculate you with the scriptures to build faith on your inside. This Sunday, the team, Restore My Marriage, My Family, My Health, My Finances, My Business, My Career, My Relationships. Take a screenshot of the flyer on the screen and join us this Sunday. This coming Sunday is going to be an awesome experience. We are getting powerful testimonies of, of last Sunday's message on restore my years. The whole of this month, we are dealing with restoration, 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 restoration. Oh, God has the habit of restoring years, years. Years that the locals are eaten, years of disappointment, years of depression, years of this, this discouragement, years of losses. God has the ability to restore. Receive grace. Stretch your hands towards the screen as I pray for you. Receive grace. Receive grace to stay strong. Receive grace to stay strong. Receive grace to stay strong. Receive grace to to be steadfast, immovable, irrespective of what you're going through. I pray for angelic activations and deployment. I pray for angelic assistance for you in the name of Jesus. I pray for the right hand of God to stand on your behalf and fight for you that you shall hold your peace. I pray for release of angels to bring you your major divine ideas and financial ideas for wealth creation. I pray for angels in the name of Jesus to minister to you. I pray that the hand of God will bring you healing and total restoration in every area of your life. I commend you to the grace of God and pray for divine intervention in every area of your life. As we have decreed, so shall it be. You're online, you're saying, Pastor, I'm not born again. I like to give my life to Jesus. Pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross, we were raised from the dead. I ask for forgiveness for my sins in every area of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I rededicate my life to you, to serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you submitted your life to Jesus. We encourage you to take the details at the bottom, scrolling at the bottom of the screen, and join us in our service. This coming Sunday is going to be an awesome experience, an awesome, unforgettable experience the testimonies are coming in from last Sunday's message. I lie not. I'm telling you, it's happening life. So everyone, this is a time for you to work out your salvation. Glory to God. Make sure you are in House of Judah this Sunday. The whole of this month is our restoration man. We are teaching on the roadmap to restoration. Roadmap to restoration. Roadmap to restoration. Hallelujah. God bless you all for joining us. Now, take out your phones right now, and let's bless God with our offering. Remember, when God raises you, don't only raise your standard of living, raise your standard of giving, so you can maintain that new standard of living, and go higher and higher, and be a blessing to many more people. Hallelujah. The bank details are on the screen. Bank details are on the screen. Lloyd's Bank. Account number 02294551, code 309245. If you are in London, take out your food. Remember, it's your offering that determines your harvest. The woman in 2 Kings 4 was asked, what do you have in your house? Remember, it's a man's gift, giving. That makes room for him. My giving makes room for me. Your giving makes room for you. So every time you are giving, you are blessing your life. The details are on the screen. You can use our website, go on our website, houseofjuda.org.uk, click online giving, and then press the donate button. If you have a PayPal account, you can use paypal.me forward slash Michael Hartinwood or paypal.me forward slash House of Judah. And if you are watching from outside the country, you can use the IBAN details. Father, bless everyone that is giving right now. Open the windows of heaven. Bless them indeed. Enlarge their coast. Let your right hand be strong and mighty upon them. Deliver them from every form of evil that they will not cause pain. Thank you for blessing us tonight through your word. In Jesus, name. everyone finding it difficult, or who are double-minded, we pray for strength in the name of Jesus to do the scriptures. In Jesus' precious name, everyone facing difficulty in this climate, Jehovah, we look to you for divine intervention. Thank you for answered prayer. In Jesus precious name. God bless you all for joining us this evening. Don't forget, this Friday, we have our prayer meeting from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. right here on this platform. Saturday, we have Lunch Hour with High Achievers Saturday, Lunch Hour with High Achievers, 12 noon to 1 p.m. 12 noon to 1 p.m. And then Sunday, everyone share this flyer everywhere. Share the flyer everywhere. Share this flyer everywhere. The whole of this man is restoration man. Restoration man. I will restore to you the years. God is a restorer of not just days and hours. He is a restorer of years. Remember what he did to Israel. Restored. 430 years of slavery. Backdated. The Egyptians were forced to give Israel their gold, their jewelry, everything. That's what we call restoration. Transgenerational blessing. Transgenerational Restoration. This Sunday in House of Judah. The details are scrolling at the bottom of the screen. This Sunday in House of Judah. All roads lead to House of Judah. Make sure you are there with us this Sunday. It's going to be a blessing. Take a screenshot of the details on the screen. House of Judah this Sunday. Hallelujah. It's going to be a great blessing. 387 London Road. Lord, restore my wasted years in my family, my marriage, my health, my finances, my business, my career. Take a screenshot of the flyer on the screen and make sure Sunday the 12th, the 20th, the 27th of March, you are in House of Judah, in the heart of Croydon, in the City of London, in the UK. We look forward to receiving you and being a blessing to you as you are a blessing to the body. God greatly bless you. Have a wonderful evening. See you on Friday at 6 p.m. right here on this platform. And then Saturday, 12 noon, Sunday, all roads lead to the actual service. Actual service. Invite your friends, your your fellow professional, (laughs) everybody. Invite them. We're looking forward to welcoming you and God will give you the best of his experience. Is blessed. God bless you all.